All right, in three, two, one, and we're live. One, two, three. Guys, COVID-19's taken the world by storm. Everything's closed down. You can't go to sporting events. You can't go to concerts. You can't go anywhere. But guess where you can go? Right here on Dads That Drink. We're not going to leave you. We're going to be with you during this pandemic. We got a lot to talk about tonight, guys. We're going to talk about the 10 greatest pandemics that have ever hit the earth. We're going to talk that they have found chlamydia in the bottom of the Arctic Ocean and so much more. So stick with us, guys. We're a little late getting started. We had some technical difficulties, but we're going to get going right now. As always, Jeff, he's here. We haven't What's seen up? him in a week. How you been doing? Been doing good. It was a fast and furious week. Crazy, hectic. Um, I'm doing just fine. COVID-19 free. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you are COVID-free because it seems like it's everywhere right now. It is. It is everywhere, literally. It's not. If it's not everywhere, it's being talked about everywhere. It, that's exactly right. Uh, it, it. They've even said that the president is being tested. That, that all kinds of stuff is going on. So Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz. Positive. He's uh, he's a uh, quarantine himself. And, and I'm sure a lot of people want him to stay quarantined forever, but not the case. And, um, and you know, actually, uh, I think he put himself into a longer self-quarantine because supposedly I read an article last night that he, uh, after the initial person that he came across with COVID, uh, he came across a second person with it. And so now he's going to put himself in an even longer uh, kind of self-solitary okay. confinement to see if he has anything wrong with him. He says he feels fine. He wanted to go out to dinner with his family, but he was alerted, I guess, by his medical staff that he needed to uh, maybe take a couple more days. Yeah. To figure Better out safe everything. than sorry. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they said that the president has been tested. There's, there's quite a few people, I guess that he came across uh, an <coughs> Italian prime minister. Um, about the dog. Ball, that's dog okay. Uh, the Italian prime minister that he came across. Uh, so he's been tested. So, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Everything's been canceled. You were supposed to be somewhere tonight. It got canceled. Yes. I was on vacation for the last week, but uh, I didn't have too much trouble. Everything seemed to be pretty open where we you were have going. enough toilet we paper. Going. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. We had enough toilet, toilet paper. paper. We were in Missouri. Did you uh, camp or did y'all have a place? Oh no, we had a place. No, I okay. don't. No, I, I don't. <laughs> After the military, I don't camp anymore, but yeah. We had plenty of uh, toilet paper, plenty of food. Uh, it was busy where we went. Uh, we went to Branson, which is hee-haw hell. Um, <laughs> but I haven't been there in probably, I don't know, 25 years. And it's it's been updated a lot. There's still a lot of country music stuff, but it, it's it's not as bad as it used to be. And, so, Branson, so did you go gambling at all? Uh, no, I don't think they have gambling there. I gotta do some. Give me one second. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. All right. Hey. 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 
So, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll just cut that. You know what? We can just start over. How about we start over and I'll cut that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so you took care of the dog. Anyway, went to Branson. I don't think there's any gambling there. At least I didn't see any. I think it's a big, I thought it was a big casino place. I don't, I, I did not see that. Uh, I well, did maybe see I'm it. just, maybe it's something different, but uh, maybe I'm thinking about Mississippi, but uh, I don't think I've Now, ever Mississippi been to is a big gambling place. Yeah. yeah, we used to go to Tunica, Mississippi a lot. I don't think I've ever been to Branson. I'm, I'm Bransonless, so and sometimes brainless, but it's okay. Well, that's okay. Uh, so you know, we went there. We did some uh, zip lining with the kids. We went to the Titanic Museum, which was pretty cool. It had uh, you couldn't film or take photographs inside there. It was the largest uh, like museum of its kind with the Titanic memorabilia, and they had a bunch of copyrighted that's stuff. That's a in random there, place so. for the Titanic. Yeah, so you couldn't take pictures or anything, but they had, from the movie and, and from the original Titanic, they had rebuilt the Grand Staircase. So you got to go up the Grand Staircase and and into different areas, and then they had an area where you go out in front of the ship, and it, it shows you how cold it would feel out in front of the ship uh, on that night. Uh, it... it um, it takes you to another part where you can walk the decks, like they have the decks built of when the actual Titanic was sinking, and you get to try and walk up the decks to oh, show man. how Oh, yeah, like when they were, Leonardo, they were, yeah, the whole ship was straight down. Yeah, that would be trippy. Yeah. Right. So, you know, so they had that. Then they had this area where you can, they had the water chilled to 28 degrees, and you could actually put your hand oh. in the water and see how long you could hold it there because that's how cold yeah. it was there. And it was pretty neat because it had a, had a little stopwatch going next to it so you could see exactly how that long. is actually really cool that that's really bringing the elements to a museum that's pretty neat yeah so it it was very interactive uh and then it, it had this area where the lifeboats were and you can punch a button on each section of the lifeboat and it tells a different story then there's memorial walls and when you go in it actually gives you like a ticket to get in and that tells you what your name was as a passenger on the Titanic. And then you look as you're going through the whole Titanic museum to see if there's any stories of you. And then at the end, you get to see whether your actual person lived or died or made it through the Titanic hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was very cool to see that uh, it was very well worth the money. Now there was a couple places that we went that were, not worth the money at all. We went into the Talking Rocks Cavern. Talking Rocks And Rock it is a, cavern. it's a vertical cavern instead of a horizontal cavern. So when you go into it on the tour, you go oh, straight okay. down on a stairwell. But they don't just, they don't just go down. You stop about every 15 feet and you're just hanging out with all these people on a ledge uh, going down into this cavern. Yeah. And this guy is talking, water's dripping on you. <laughs> it's not that it's that cold or anything, but you know, there's water dripping in the caverns and, and this guy is talking to you. I would assume if you're a little claustrophobic, it would not be conducive for that. It, it, and if you are claustrophobic and you don't like heights, you're really screwed in there. Oh, man. So I was a little uncomfortable. They, they make the statement that right when you start that the, the concrete for that actual cavern was poured like 92 years ago. Oh, wow. And that it's four times stronger than normal concrete because it's underground and, and the temperature okay. stays a constant, like 62 degrees. So, I mean, there were some interesting things, but the guy that, that was leading the tour was kind of super annoying. And 
Oh, well, and, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question I'm going to ask you before. Okay. Uh, how long did the Titanic experience last you guys? It probably took us like an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes to get and through And I guess the it's museum. one of those deals you can kind of go at your own pace or hang out if you wanted to. Yeah, so, you know, we did that. And then that night we actually watched Titanic with the kids. Oh, we, yeah, that's neat. We rented Gosh, the movie. Oh, great parents, man. Well, I don't know about that, but that, <laughs> we're, we, uh, you that was the kids feel like they were drowning. Y'all are great parents. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was the first movie that my wife and I saw. So when we were in the museum, we oh. told them, like, hey, this was the first movie we saw. So we, we, uh, now here's the thing though. So the place that we stayed was the worst place one of the worst places that I've ever stayed in my life. So we've had a timeshare for like, I don't know, 17, 18 years. And we can trade our timeshare in in Florida and go anywhere that we want in the United States or, you know, overseas or whatever, as long as we can trade the time for that timeshare right. over there. Right. So we traded it for this one and we did it like, I don't know, like a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, and it's the Ozark mountain resort. And so we're thinking, okay. all right, we've been to a couple of these resorts that are in the woods and, and we've seen a couple of these things and they're not, they weren't bad at all. When we stayed at them, we stayed at a cabin in Texas that was really good. We stayed at a cabin in Arkansas that was really good. Can, can I ask you your place in Texas? Was it near Tyler? I don't, I don't remember where it was. It was, it's by a giant lake. Huh. Uh, I've I, got a customer out in Tyler, their utility company and, they have a, all their stuff that they handle. It's almost like a little mini city. It's all timeshare investment. You know, that's kind of a random place. East Texas, you know, depending on where it's at. But I think I'm, I can imagine what you're talking about. So some of those deals. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've always stayed at them. They've always been nice. So we get there and we get there, I think, like at like 10, 10, 30 at night. Because it's like a seven and a half hour drive. So we get there, we go inside to check in and the, the lady that's checking us in is like, Hey, we've upgraded you to the presidential area. Ooh, and so we're like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. We also noticed that there's hardly any cars in the entire resort. <laughs> so she's like, we moved you to the presidential suite. So we go back to the presidential suite and it, I mean, it, it's okay. Not the cleanest. Um, the furniture wasn't the best, but that's not really our trouble. So we're like, all right, you know, it, it's okay. It's not as nice as the ones that we've stayed in before, but okay. Uh, the kids were happy. They had their own bedroom and stuff like that. So we stay there. Well, the, the, we get there on a Saturday night. So Sunday night, nothing happened. Monday morning construction starts on mm -hmm. the room oh. right next to us. And, mm. and when I say construction, I mean, they're cutting things out of the wall, oh. they're ripping down fixtures, they're doing everything. So we deal with it that day. We go out for the day. The next day, they start cutting into the actual, it sounded like they were actually cutting into the wall of our place. So I call Is this all hours of the night? I mean, obviously they probably shut it down at a certain time at night, but this is just all day long. Well, yeah, but we're not really there during the day, so it didn't bother us. What did bother right. us was 8 o'clock in the morning when they start yeah. thawing. So they start it, and it goes bananas the second day. Like, I don't know what they were doing, but they were, like, ripping this place apart. <laughs> so I call the front desk, and I say, hey, can you do something about this? They're like, oh, wow, we can hear that in the phone. Yeah, so can I. I'm in the room. So they yeah. go, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out something. So – they call me back in like five minutes or 10 minutes and they're like, Hey, 
uh, we're going to move you and your whole family. Now, keep in mind, we've already been there three days. So the kids have all oh. their stuff spread out. We have oh, food oh, yeah. in the refrigerator. That's... You know, we have a ton of stuff. We're like, you know, yeah. that's going to be difficult to move. So I go next door and I bang on the door because they keep going. And when the guy answers, the construction guy, I say, is there anything you can do? Is there any possible place you can go anywhere on this resort other than this room right here? Yeah. I said, I know it's not your fault. I'm not mad at you, but is there anything you can do? Because we're trying to sleep and all this kind of stuff. So he calls the foreman who happened to be in Mexico, which is the, he's like the guy that's in charge of all facilities management at this place. And that guy calls from Mexico on vacation back to the resort and tells him to shut down the operation, move it to another building, everything. Nice. I did not make the front desk happy with me. I went there to talk to them and they're like, uh, I don't know why you went next door. And I said, because they were still sawing after I called you and I didn't want to listen to it anymore. So in the meantime, the day before I, I forgot to tell you that while they were doing that construction, they cut the cable line to the resort. So we Uh, had no TV uh, the entire week that we were there. Wow. What, what a, you know what? Uh, my week was not looking so bad. Yeah. So it, it was, it, this place was awful. Uh, the food Dang. where we went out to eat, Branson was fun. Kimberling city was fun. You know, everywhere we went was good, but that place was absolutely horrible. And then they were like, you know, well, we have a activity center where you can rent a whole bunch of videos. So we said, okay, well, we'll come back tonight. And they said, well, we'll, it's closed, but we'll go over there and open it up for you and let you take out some videos so you can watch them over in your room no problem. We go there. They go over to the activities and they're like, wow, you know what? We don't have a key to get in here. We can't give you any videos. So we ended up watching a lot of movies on the iPad. Man, you know, uh, that stinks. I know when you go on a vacation, especially spring break for your, your kids, you want it to be memorable and special and you want to do. Oh, it was memorable. Exactly. But that really stinks. I hate it. I'm sure you may do. You, you probably entertained everybody and you, 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 you pulled your way, but uh, I, I think you made a good call. If that was the case, and it would be a pain in the butt to move rooms. I would say, let's just, you know, move it somewhere. And you weren't really trying to hate on the front desk. You just needed some action right then and now. Well, my and, question to him was, why would you put people in a room next to a it, room you know the construction is going? That on? was probably more why they were – it wasn't so much probably from this manager who called – Hey, put them in another room. It's probably like, why would you put them there in the first place? Yeah, yeah. that was really bad, bad poor judgment. So, so yeah, uh, went zip lining. It was great. I'll put the link to the place we went zip lining. I watched they, the videos. Very cool. Yeah, so they take you all through the woods. It's like four different stations in the woods, and at each station, they they give you a different task to do. Like the first station, you're up like fifty feet, and they tell you just jump off the tower and use the zip line. So you just jump off and use the zip line. The second one, they say, jump off the tower and don't use your hands and just let the zip okay. line take you across. Then the next one is like, I don't know, like swing back and forth or whatever. And then the final one is hang upside down and let your arms yeah. go and use the zip line. So everyone had a good time doing that. Uh, my daughter wanted after that to go to a 140, like three foot, 145 foot zip line at another place and I, look we'll go for you but i'm not getting on it well you 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 uh jumped out of helicopters did all sorts of stuff but i know you and heights on some stuff aren't 
especially if you're didn't you say it was more or less when you're just kind of suspended in that just one stationary space? if you're just sitting there yeah yeah that's what so when we were in Plata Carmen um when I went to sales meeting for my company back in January Andre and I was at, well no she didn't get to go that day it was a like a just a corporate thing um she wasn't feeling good anyway we zipline through the jungle and uh there was a a woman there with her family and she had ne- she was a like so afraid of heights she was shaking up there and once she got on the zipline she was fine but walking up the first one was real steep she, i really thought she was going to pass out but she was extremely <laughs> brave but it was it had the potential of disaster put it that way i don't think you're like that but this was pretty bad yeah I, i'm not that bad but you know when they started talking about going to that i told them i'm not doing it like you're not gonna so when we get there just to check it out for the people for the family they also had a ropes course so the tower is is super because it's so high up i think it's the highest one in missouri the tower is so high up that uh they close it down for like anything if there's high wind if there's rain if there's anything so it was closed all the times we had called and checked on it but they also had a ropes course that they kept open that goes up like 50 75 feet in the air so the the kids did the ropes course and you can zip line on it and climb mm-hmm. around and there's all kinds of ladders and stuff so it overall very good week uh it, it's very tiring you know we went to st louis the week before that then we yeah. go on this trip so a uh, little tired of traveling i'm ready to so let me let me tell you what i got to do i don't know if you heard about this i think i mentioned it to you but I got to make an impromptu trip to Roswell, New Mexico last Sunday night. Um, so I drove Sunday night to Roswell, got about four hours of sleep, picked up my precious cargo, my mom, um, drove all the way back to Fort Worth, had her then from Fort Worth to College Station the next day. No, I zipped around DFW, then College Station on Wednesday, stayed the night, Austin, Thursday, Thursday night down to Wimberley, Wimberley back to Fort Worth. So, um, yeah, that's a lot of, of traveling. And I didn't is. even know what you were talking. I saw that you put the, you know, the things we do for love headed to Roswell, Mexico. And I thought, what the hell is he getting his wife in Roswell, <laughs> exactly. Mexico? I, I it's thought, a different kind of love. This is the, the motherly love. And I'm a mama's boy. I'll admit it. Um, I don't have a problem admitting that, you know, mamas are awesome. But uh, she she went on a trip, her sister's trip, and without saying too much, she's she's got oxygen and all that and some respiratory issues, which the last thing she needed to be on the road is actually be on the road. She didn't need to be catching the uh, the virus by any means. So anyway, the altitude got her a little bit. They had a set up and then um, didn't jive real well. So I had to go and do what I had to do, and I'm glad I did, and, and it all worked out. Yeah, that, that was uh, really nice of you. Um, well, I'm not saying that for that, but. No, that, but I'm, think about I that. I mean, that's 14, that's 14 hours of traveling. Yeah, and on the way out there, it was, uh, you know, it, it rained, and it, it was just lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. Um, I, I actually was looking for a hotel bar to go into uh, when I got there at the Holiday Inn, and uh on Sundays in New Mexico, all bars close at like 11, which I'm glad it wasn't open, but man, I was stressed out. So, well, yeah. could you get like beer at the store? Yeah. I, well, you know, I got, uh, I just went to my room and ended up going to sleep. So it was all good. <laughs> and it was really late. So nothing would have been open. Did you go check out any of the Roswell stuff while you were there? I didn't have time, man. I, I didn't. Um, there was an alien outside my mom. 
there was a fake alien <laughs> picture outside of my mom's hotel. I don't want people to think I was really messed up, but, um, and I think I got a picture with that and that was about it. So it was a uh, literally get there, sleep four hours, turn around, come home. Well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad you did that for her. I'm sure she appreciated it. She does. She's, she's been, uh, you know, how much, you know, how, how much you owe your parents in your lifetime. I can never do enough in the life to pay them back for all they've done for me. So right, right. it's just part of what you got to do. Well, now that our weeks are kind of over, let's, uh, let's take a look at some of these articles we found this week. Um, yeah. With COVID, you know, being over and that, you know, I just, it's everywhere. You, you can't get out of talking about it. All right, it. Dustin, so, give it to me. Knee jerk reaction here. Okay. Well, this is complicated questions. Maybe we'll do it, but okay. All right. I'm kind of cutting you off. Sorry. But knee jerk reaction, panic over panic or the right amount? I think it's, I think it's a little over panic. Okay. I, I, you know, I mean, like, uh, I don't, how did your son end up? Has he got school canceled? His school is, is postponed now two more weeks. His, you know, spring break, same past right. week. And, uh, right. now it's March 30th, I think. And yep. then I overheard, uh, my son's mom said she was told it might be the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I've heard that, you know, with everything being canceled, I, I get it. The, the, you know, you don't want mass amounts of people together and stuff like that. I get it. But, the you know, the run on toilet paper and the run on milk oh. and eggs and bread, it's ridiculous. And, it, it, and and people have come on the news and said over and over and over, this has nothing to do with toilet paper. This has... And, and what I heard today was uh, that they're going to start making runs on cold medicine. So, th see, I can understand that one or water, but the toilet paper situation, I mean, uh, there was sheer panic. I mean, I mean, let's face it. I've got a lot of socks and a lot of T-shirts. I can cut up if I need to. That said, there's a lot of families who really need toilet paper just to get by, you know, larger families like yourself. And uh, when you go and buy up a year's worth of toilet paper, I mean, I, I think pooping is your last year of worries, in my opinion. But, you know, there's a lot of other things that you'll need first. That one doesn't make It's irresponsible, damn it. Well, and I talked to a guy today that said that he had gone, that his wife and him, they shop, I think he said, like every two weeks. So last night was the time to go shop. Mm -hmm. They had gone to like a Winco or something. And he said, you'd be amazed. He said, we went like at 9.30 p.m. He said, you would be amazed at all of the stuff that was just left in aisles because people didn't want to wait to get rung up. So mm -hmm. he said there was milk and bread and all kinds of stuff just like in the aisles that people had left. So he was like, you know, you can't be that concerned if you're just going to leave it because you don't want to stand in line. Yeah. Yes. So, so I told you I went to uh, the grocery store tonight. My wife's working. So... She's doing her thing, and uh, it was a three-and-a-half-hour fiasco, three stores to get all the ingredients I needed for basically a week, week-and-a-half, and, a half. and uh, I don't wish that upon my worst enemy. It was it was dreadful. <laughs> I had a stress headache when I was done. I thought I was going to stroke out. But, uh, yeah, it was it, – it's the uh, – they're just at full stock out of any paper, anything. 
milk gone. Um, yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, you have to buy the, the water in jugs now. You can't buy yeah. the bottled water. You got to buy I, don't it. I mean, I like guess that's bottled water, but. Yeah. I don't want to name the, con the stores that were bad. It, it rhymes with ogre, but um, it was Kroger and they were just done. Walmart joke. So I ended up going to Albertsons and uh, yeah, it was not fun, but I'm, I'm glad I did it. Well, uh, I'm not. I'm glad we got stuff. My wife ordered groceries and she's smart. We got pretty much everything we needed, but at first they were saying like, Monday before we could pick up food and then they changed it to tomorrow at like five or seven at night. And then they changed it again to like 11 tomorrow morning. So, hmm. but like to get the water and stuff, like I said, you have to buy it in the gallon jugs now. That's, you, that's you can't uh, even well, buy like a 24 pack of water. Right. Yeah. There, I guess that's probably the most unpopular way to get it now. And that's all they got left. Well, they said at Costco, the lines were wrapped all the way around the store. Yeah, I didn't want to even attempt cross code. Yeah. Was, I wasn't doing it. No, no way. <laughs> so, no way. yeah, I, what do you think? I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I mean, of course we need to be, I mean, people are dying from it. And, and this happens. And we'll go through this on one of the videos tonight. But, right. you know, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think, so, um, at first, you know, even when we were in St. Louis and even some of the, or about a week ago, I thought it was your panic and I was kind of like, Oh, the media, you know, they're, they're fear mongering and they're doing their thing, which they did. But as time's going on, I've read more about it and just learn more about it and try to educate and listen to people that are a lot smarter than me. Tell them, you know, podcasts or videos. Um, it, I think the panic is in a pro is, is too much. I think the lack of panic for some people is ridiculously stupid as well. I think it just comes down to, be smart and responsible individually. Take care of your family. Wash your hands. Get your flu shot. Take it. Be aware and be responsible. And that's why they're having to cancel all these damn shows and these concerts and these sporting events. Because there's going to be people that do stupid crap or they think the government or there's conspiracy. They're, they're trying to control them and it's the and they're going to go anyway and they're going to be dummies and they're going to get infected or infect someone else. So I think the panic is over much. But the precautions are, in my opinion, they're they're probably just on what's the word? They're just as it should be to me. I think yeah, this is the yeah. appropriate response. So that kind of brings us into our first story. Uh, something that you didn't think that you could plan for, but it seems that scientists have found chlamydia at the bottom of the arctic ocean and you would think of all places that wouldn't be where you would find chlamydia no so this oh, comes from that's random it should be hot <laughs> no kidding so this comes from all that's interesting.com and it says finding chlamydia in an environment was completely unexpected and of course beg the question what on earth were they doing there so it says the deepest reaches of the Arctic Ocean contain one of the most desolate environments on our entire planet. It's known as Logie's Castle, and it's a large field of hydrothermal vents, hydrothermal vents on the seafloor that's extremely low in oxygen and high in pressure. And it's a very difficult place for any organism to survive. But to the surprise of scientists, recently digging in the sediment there, they found what appeared to be a new species of bacteria, the kind commonly related to chlamydia. 
Scientists collected the new strains of chlamydia-related bacteria from the sediment several feet below the Arctic Sea floor, which is two miles below the surface. They analyzed DNA from 68 samples and found that 51 of them contain chlamydia, the collective term for chlamydia and other related bacteria. Now, according to the Smithsonian, researchers found multiple strains of chlamydia bacteria that are typically known for causing sexually transmitted infections in humans and animals, and it's an unexpected discovery that left scientists baffled. They said finding chlamydia in this environment was completely unexpected. Uh, the lead author of the new study and the PhD researcher at Sweden's Uppsala University said, and of course begged the question, what on earth was it doing there? So you can see uh, some of these, they've got kind of a picture right here of, of I guess it's like an artist's rendering of it. That doesn't uh, look so bad. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't, but <laughs> we know that it is. So uh, because chlamydia typically depend on a living host organism to survive, Researchers are astounded that the newly discovered strains had learned how to live in isolation. Now, according to the new study published last week in the journal Current Biology, the chlamydia bacteria found on the floor of the ocean, of the Arctic Ocean, were in fact abundant, diverse, and active. And furthermore, the researchers happened upon this abundance of chlamydia by accident. I think that's how most people run across chlamydia by right. accident. Yeah, oops. The uh, international team of scientists had been using probes to find microbes that live well below the ocean surface. They used uh, metagemonic data, which collectively sequences the genetic makeup of all organisms that live in an environment. This allows them to scope out diverse microbial life without the need to grow them in a lab. And the vast majority of life on Earth is microbial, and currently most of it can't be grown in a lab. This, a microbiology professor at Wanganine University and research in the Netherlands who was involved in the research. So I think this is kind of strange that they found this. They said, in addition, the exceptional abundance of chlamydia-related bacteria suggests that they could have a significant role in the deep Arctic Seas ecosystem. Chlamydia have likely been missed in many prior surveys of microbial diversity, a biologist at the Uppsala University explained the group of bacteria could be playing a much larger role in marine ecology than we previously thought. But how did the chlamydia survive the, the harsh environments of the deep Arctic in the first place? Researchers suspect that the strains of bacteria living deep in the frigid ocean might require compounds from other microbes living in the marine sediments. Researchers were unable to conduct further tests since it would be difficult to replicate the deep Arctic environment in a lab setting. So, what do you think about this, man? This is kind of kind of strange. So, uh, I thought it was funny when you said they found chlamydia with a probe. I like. I thought that was kind of funny. But um, chlamydia um, is chlamydia the same thing as the clap? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. And so, and did, did you see in there? It said that there was a bunch of different strains of it. So. I guess I guess these sperm whales are carrying STDs or what? <laughs> I I don't know. Jellyfish. I did think it was. I did think it was funny that they said that they found it by accident. Yeah, by accident. But I don't know. Maybe a bot. I've I've me and my my wife have been talking about the COVID nineteen and is it a biological weapon? Was it used by you know? by the Chinese, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories. Your, your conspiracy theory guy would probably eat, eat this up. 
Uh, He's in Alaska <laughs> this week. Oh, maybe probing for some more chlamydia out there. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is bizarre. You know, funny thing, though. Um, barely associated with this, but it is STD. I played football at Baylor, as people know, and one of my roommates will go and mention um, got the crabs. And he told his girlfriend he got the crabs from the cardboard boxes he had to climb on at work. What? And yeah. And she totally believed him. No breakup. Is that like in the, the Seinfeld episodes where she said that she got the STD from the tractor seat? <laughs> it's similar. Yes. But he got um, these. Um, yeah, he got he got that from climbing on boxes in the warehouse. A dirty old warehouse gave it to him. So, he said that he got crabs from climbing on boxes. Yep, cardboard boxes, <laughs> dirty cardboard boxes, like it was like spider webs, but crab webs. Yeah, well, I didn't share a room with him at the time. There's a different guy that did, and I was very thankful because they had these bed washing. It was it was quite quite the deal, but. Um, she, she probably would have bought chlamydia as well. So if you would have had chlamydia, she, she would have probably believed he well, got it. Well, now if, if, on the you're, toilet seat. if you're a deep sea researcher, there you go. You, you gotta Listen, be careful I know I've days. been gone for nine months, but there is a shit ton of chlamydia in the bottom of the Arctic Ocean. Chlamydia. You know, chlamydia is a terrible sounding word and it sounds terrible to have. So yeah, I, I don't know why this, this is a random find, but got to be safe out there folks biologist i mean of all places you would think that that would be like the safest place at the, yeah i cold i thought this stuff needed like at the life, bottom of the said, arctic ocean life in some sort of some sort of uh organic i guess everything's organic living but yeah this is <laughs> yeah, bizarre, Jeff, you know, everything is organic that's living <laughs> right well <laughs> yeah yeah but you would think it needs like a warm whole space like all the other ones need. So I don't maybe think not. You, I don't think you could have described that worse. It needs a warm Exactly. Hole. A warm, moist, dark place to thrive. But we got a guy that says Chlamydia sounds like a Puritan middle name. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Chlamydia Johnson. So yeah, I, I thought this was when I saw it. I thought, man, I got to send this one to Jeff because this is this is absolutely. I don't know. I, well, I just got to ask you. Give me your top five worst STDs you can imagine having. Uh, well, in saying that, let, let me bring this up real quick. In okay. saying that, they've cured another person of HIV. Sure. Oh, magic. The second person has been cured. Magic man, you better watch it. I don't think Magic Johnson ever had it. And I'm not going to get into conspiracy theory <laughs> on here, but I don't think he ever had it. He might have been just the face to give people hope that got HIV. I don't know. I don't think he ever had it. I think that he had a lot of women trouble and that his wife, what was her name? Cookie or? Cookie. Cookie, Cookie yeah. Cookie was uh, getting ready to leave him. And so he thought, maybe I better put this out there. And then no one will mention that they had Since it. Since we're talking him. about STDs, can you imagine like, Cookie, I want to eat you, Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so so what was what was your question to me <laughs> top five worst stds to have 
One is the hot, like the worst. Five is not as bad. Uh, well, one you got to go with AIDS. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Uh, two, man, I, I don't know. Uh, Gonorrhea, I think, has got to be the most fearful STD I can imagine. Green ooze. Green. It's, it's gonorrhea is a worse is a worse sounding name than chlamydia. Plus green ooze. I remember uh, health health class growing up, and I saw that, and I was like, "That's the scariest shit I've ever seen." Yeah. Oh, uh, we got a guy saying anal warts. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds quite terrible. Um, and then there's uh, what's uh, syphilis. Shit, that'll make you go crazy. Isn't that what supposedly Hitler died of? Maybe syphilis? Uh, no, 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 no. It, no, Hitler died of the poison that he took. He took cyanide. Okay. Syphilis. Well, supposedly he had syphilis and it got quite bad. Uh, now, if you mean Al Capone, Al Capone oh. died of syphilis. Maybe I'm getting my psychos mixed up. Yeah, Al Capone died of syphilis. Uh, Hitler f- swallowed a cyanide capsule. Okay, maybe I just heard that syphilis, but maybe I am getting yeah Al Capone. I'll go with you on that. Yeah, Al Capone syphilis. We got uh here. we got Thomas watching the show from uh, another another podcast that uh, went live last night and talked all about COVID. Okay. Yeah, they gave uh, a very a very in depth review of COVID. They're the uh, Brew Crew movie review podcast well, I've, I've and, and they thought that they needed to put a a safety uh message out there and i it, it was very good i i thought, really uh, yeah it we'll was have to refer people to that podcast for and, and for those guys are great too because they <clears throat> they not only talk about movies and stuff but they've actually on on one of the podcasts that i listen to they actually got a brewer to come on with them uh from one of the you know the smaller breweries and talk to them and you know, you and I are suckers for that kind of stuff. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. As long as these brewers aren't making beer, I mean, be, yeah, beer with their yeast from their beard, that, that would be not cool. Yeah, that as we talked about last week. But uh, I, they did a great job. Now, I think last night they were drinking it. Looked like either tequila or whiskey. I didn't really see any beer, <laughs> but they got a really cool setup. Uh, they're hilarious, and they thought that it would be a good time just to talk about it, that it was out there and, and things like that. And, and I had texted you earlier in the week and said, Hey, can you do a Saturday show? Cause I, I want to talk about it a little bit, but I, I used to, I, I think that almost people have heard about it too much. Well, like, yeah, I agree. I, I think, I no, think, I, I, I think I did get a after a while it loses it its up. effect. Right. So um, get back to it. Yeah. We, I got off all sidetracked on STDs. That's, that's no, weird, no, but. that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you did. So I, I think that they're all horrible. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know any other way to say it other than they all sound absolutely horrible. Penicillin is a wonderful thing. You know, when I was in the military, a lot of guys in the barracks were, <laughs> I bet. It was, oh, it was bad. I it bet. Was bad. Yeah. And, I, I, yeah. I can imagine as long as the stuff will go away, you're good. I mean, I mean, I, don't have a lot of experience with it but that that's a good thing for it to go away yeah but yeah COVID-19 okay let's get back to that I would like to talk some about it and maybe you okay. can share some information about um 
what you maybe heard from their podcast and what, what you know just off the cuff? Uh, well, you know, um, on this, I've heard that everything has been banned from 500 people and above. You can't, you can't have more than 500 people in a place. Right. Um, I have heard that washing your hands slows it down. I've, I, you know, it's hard to tell what I've heard is true and what's not because, you know, if you look at it right now, the flu has killed more people than this. Now, the only thing that's crazy about this is that there's not necessarily a shot or an immunization for it. Absolutely. So I'll listen to um, Dr. Drew. You remember Dr. Drew from, I think he did a lot of MTV stuff and he's done, he's actually, I think a, a physician and a, a mental health physician, but you know, he was really talking on different things about the panic and how there's no reason to panic. And, and it's kind of absurd in saying, look, people, the, the responsible thing is to go get your flu shot, go get tested for the flu. It, it kills, you know, 20 something million people per year. And, you know, that's treatable. I think what makes COVID-19 so scary and while precautionary is the incubation period is so long. You know, you're talking up to like two weeks sometimes to even show symptoms. But I have this, uh, it's this Worldometer app up, and um, it'll break it down by how many active cases, view it by country, um, total cases, 156,730, total deaths have risen to 5839 and recovered 75,933. And, you know, I think it's all what most of the people that are, that are already suspect to um, illness or they have immune systems or weak or diabetes or they have chronic uh, lung disease and whatnot. I I think a lot of that's precautionary for them. Um, But it's pretty interesting. These stats, I look at them every day and um, I think it's reason to pause and adjust, not reason to panic. And I think that's a big difference. Yeah. So, in speaking about that and how many people have died from the flu, let's take a look at this video. I, I found this today and it is the 10 greatest pandemics that have ever uh, kind of taken over the world. And I want to make sure that I give the proper uh, respect. This is from the YouTube host, Simon Whistler, and he is a host on YouTube for the top 10. And so going over this, I watched this video today and I thought it was really interesting and just to watch the different things that have happened through time. And at one point in one of these videos, and I can't remember which one it is, the pandemic actually killed 10% of the population of the world. So that's, that's a lot. Yeah. So, um, let me, um, let me get this all set up and ready to go. And We'll take a look at it. There are countless instances of mass pandemics in history, and some have even been powerful enough to topple governments and nearly wipe out entire civilizations. In the video today, we're looking at some of history's most devastating. 
Number 10. The Plague of Athens The Plague of Athens was an epidemic that broke out in Greece during the Peloponnesian War in 430 BC. Historians have been unable to agree on what exactly the plague was, with typhoid, smallpox, and measles all being considered, but it is most commonly considered to have been a form of the bubonic plague. The disease started when the inhabitants of Athens retreated behind the city-state's walls for protection from the Spartan army. The city inevitably became a breeding ground for the plague, which is said to have killed one in three of the city-state's inhabitants, including its leader, Pericles. Number 9. Malaria. It's now mostly confined to the tropics, malaria is still one of the world's most devastating pandemics and continues to infect as many as 500 million people every single year. The sickness, which is caused by a parasite found in certain mosquitoes, is resistant to drugs and a dependable vaccine has yet to be developed. Malaria and its effects have been well documented as a major factor throughout history. There were over a million cases of the disease during the American Civil War alone, and malaria is considered by many to have been a factor in the decline and the eventual fall of the Roman Empire. Number 8. The Antonine Plague Now suspected to have been an outbreak of measles or smallpox, the Antonine Plague was a pandemic that ravaged the Roman Empire from 165 to 180 AD. Also known as the Plague of Galen, the disease is suspected to have been brought to Rome by troops returning from battle. It is estimated that at its height, the Antonine Plague killed a quarter of all the people that it infected, which was as many as five million people and included two of Rome's emperors. In 251 AD, a similar sickness broke out, which many believe to have been a return of the Plague of Antonine. This time, it was known as the Plague of Cyprian, and at its height, it is said that the disease was killing 5,000 people every single Single day in the city of Rome. Number seven, typhus. typhus. Known for its ability to spread quickly in cramped and unsanitary conditions, typhus oh. is credited with millions of deaths in the 20th century alone. The disease is also known as camp sickness for the way it seems to flare up in the front lines during wartime. It is said that 8 million Germans were killed by a typhus pandemic during the Thirty Years' War, and the disease is also well documented as a significant cause of death in Nazi concentration camps. Typhus is perhaps most famously known for nearly wiping out the French army during Napoleon's invasion of Russia. It has been estimated that as many as 400,000 of his soldiers may have died from the disease, many more than were killed in combat. Number 6. The Seven Cholera Pandemics One of the most consistently dangerous diseases in history, cholera and its so-called seven pandemics killed millions between 1816 and the early 1960s. Generally transmitted through contaminated food or drinking water, the disease first sprang up in India, where it is said that to have killed as many as 40 million people between 1817 and 1860. It would soon spread to Western Europe and the United States, where it killed more than 100,000 people in the mid-1800s. If you want to ask the outbreaks of cholera, but made it a much less deadly disease. While it once had a mortality rate of 50% or more, when treated, cholera today is now life-threatening only in the most rare of cases. Number 5. The Third Pandemic the third pandemic was the third That's major outbreak of the bubonic plague following the plague of Justinian and the Black Death. It started in China in the 1850s, and it would eventually spread to all six inhabited continents before tapering off sometime in the 1950s. Despite modern breakthroughs in medicine, the third pandemic still killed as many as 12 million people in China and India, and though it is now considered inactive, as recently as 1995, a number of isolated cases of the disease were discovered 
in the western United States. Number 4. Smallpox Although it has since been successfully eradicated, smallpox devastated the Americas when European settlers first introduced it in the 15th century. Of all the diseases brought to the New World, smallpox was the most virulent and it is credited with the deaths of millions of native peoples in the United States and Central America. Smallpox decimated the Aztec and Incan civilizations and is generally considered to be a major factor in their eventual conquering by the Spanish. The disease was equally dangerous back in Europe, where it is estimated to have killed 60 million people. Can you imagine that on your dong? Low. That's bad. Number three, the Plague of Justinian. <laughs> generally regarded as one of the first pandemics in the historical record, the Plague of Justinian was a particularly virulent disease the yeah. Empire around 541 AD. Although the exact numbers are uncertain, the the plague is estimated to have caused the deaths of a hundred million people worldwide. That's 5,000 a day at its peak, and it is regarded to have killed at least one in four people in the eastern Mediterranean region. Beyond this staggering mortality rate, the political effects of the plague of Justinian they were far-reaching, as its devastation prevented the Byzantine Empire from being able to spread eastward into Italy, and thus significantly changed the course of European history. Number two. The Spanish Flu Arriving on the heels of the devastation of World War I, the Spanish Flu of 1918 is widely regarded to be one of the most vicious pandemics in history. A worldwide phenomenon, it is estimated to have infected one-third of the world's entire population, and eventually it killed as many as a hundred million people. The virus, which has since been identified as a strain of H1N1, would surface in waves, frequently disappearing in communities as quickly as it had arrived. Fearing a massive uproar, governments did their best to downplay the severity of the flu, and because of wartime censorship, its far-reaching effects were not realized until years later. Only Spain, a neutral country during World War I, allowed comprehensive news reporting on the pandemic, which is why it eventually became known as the Spanish Flu. Number 1. The Bubonic Plague Black Death Perhaps the most well-known pandemic in history, the Black Death was a massive outbreak of bubonic plague that ravaged most the 1300s. Characterized by the appearance of oozing and bleeding sores on the body and a high fever, the plague is estimated to have killed anywhere from 75 to 20 million people in the 14th century alone, with recent research concluding that 45 to 50 percent of the entire population of Europe was wiped out. The plague would be a constant threat for the next hundred years, periodically resurfacing and killing thousands, with the last major outbreak occurring in London in the 1600s. So I really hope you found that video, well, not enjoyable, certainly dark and disturbing. If you did, please do hit that thumbs up button below and don't forget to subscribe. We've got brand new videos just like this every day of the week. If you're looking for more from me, why not check out my other channel called Today I Found Out. I am linking to that below. And as always, thank you for watching. All right, so we want to make sure that, that they get credit for that. And like I said, that is uh, top 10 on their YouTube channel. And just listening to that guy, it makes me feel uh, way smarter. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, the way he tells it, it sounds rather convincing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the um, bubonic plague, was it would it kill 100 million people is what it said, or was that the Spanish influenza? Uh, it, it got a lot of people. There are countless in There we go. Um, so <clears throat> I just thought that was interesting to kind of put things in perspective yep. on here. Uh, of of things that have wiped out or gone through the world and kind of how they were handled then. And, and you saw some of them started in like the 1800s and didn't get wiped out until the 1950s. Right. So let me ask you a question. This, this is just a conversation, but as far as the 
internet and, and social media and technology communication wise. So back then I didn't have such instant mass communication to get the word out. Oh, how about this? So do you think in instances where that actually helps us a great time, or do you think sometimes it may impede on, I mean, certain things, I guess getting the word out is a great thing, right? Yeah, I guess say your question one more time. Cause I guess I'm, so do you think the technology, us having the ability to communicate to so many people at one time, how bad something is, how, how terrible this is, and, and all the, the cancellations, back in the old days, it would have been really hard to get the word out. Um, I, think it's, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think, that, yeah. I think that it is good to get out information to a mass number of people as fast as we can do it, but I also think it leads to a lot of the dumb shit that we're talking about where Absolutely. people buy up all the toilet paper and all the bread and the milk and the eggs. And I think it leads to a lot of that kind of stuff. Yes, it does. And, uh, I think the media, you know, we, we, we tear up the media a lot and I guess technically we're, we're kind of doing some media stuff, but, um, I think they're, you know, clickbait and, and the fear, you know, gets viewers, but at the same time, I think, uh, this just, especially with medical stuff, it seems like the media really gets it wrong a lot, or at least their their messages lost. Uh, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't. I, well, and I got kind of angry. I got kind of angry yesterday, to be honest with you, with some of the crap I was reading with the people that were being undercautious and cocky and arrogant, and oh, uh, people just want to get Trump out of office, and it's. Uh, it, it, those type of people, I think, they get so stubborn and like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. This is all a joke. This isn't, you know, this is all just over. Those people to me, I think, are just as dangerous, if not more dangerous than the ones that are being, you know, freak out panic mode. Yeah. And, and like I said, I agree with you. I think that I think that it's a gift and a curse because you reach so many more people and we can get the news out faster. But I think that. uh I think this is probably the wrong word to use, but sexy sells. And so why would you just talk about washing your hands and the precautions that you can take? And these are the things when you can lead with how many people it's killed and how it's wiping through China and this right. and that when it would be better to just get out the information. And I think that's the problem that we come across a lot with on stuff like this is yep. is misinformation misinformation and in in the information you're getting is not from the right source like if it's from the cdc or the world health organization i'll listen to that i'm just really hesitant to listen to somebody tell me about a bunch of stuff without having that data to back it up that's that's very shady and you know you see the news i mean it's this whole thing is very sensationalized Absolutely. I, I think in, in every, in everywhere you look in the media, it's sensationalized. Um, I don't understand some of the things I, I get, I get, like I said, the, the mass groups of people, you can't have 500 or more. I understand why they cancel schools to, because if one kid brings it, then, you know, it's a breeding ground and all that kind of stuff. I, I get all that. The things that I don't get are, you know, it's going to lead us into the next story that we have, but I'll bring it up right now is that 
a lot of movie studios are going to lose millions and oh. possibly billions of dollars absolutely because they're not releasing movies that are already done and they're not releasing them because theaters have said that they're going to cut down on the people that can come in all at once so mm -hmm. they're going to cut down the I, I guess the occupancy of the theater and so a lot of studios have said that that they're not going to release you know they're going to bump it back nine months or 10 months or indefinitely or and, and we'll get into it but that they've said that you know billions have already been lost and possibly even more this is where it starts to get frustrating to me is that mm -hmm. is because of that kind of stuff so that that's very frustrating and also too like you know you're coming into like the blockbuster move like summer movie stuff you know are those going to be delayed or the other ones yes be yes there's a lot of them that are so that and the other side of that is also too you know we talked about school closings but you know if they close this year what are these seniors going to do are they just going to graduate them on because they've already applied and to college and, and maybe paid for things and well and that's that's and a big all the thing, money like the colleges are losing from the sports. I mean, it is a no more NCAA tournament. Um, it is a crap ton of money. And then you have issues with, you know, are you going to get your year back? Is it going to count against you? You know, if you're a senior and your year's cut short, so now they've said they're going to redshirt those people and they're going to let them come back and play another year. It is just affecting us in so many areas. I'm a sports fan, so that hits home. So how us. does that affect us? when you say that they're going to redshirt them. So if they're on, if they're on par to graduate this year, do they just come back and play a year of sports and not go to class or what, how does that work? Question. So they will be ahead. And it is a situation where they, they, I think they have to be enrolled to be able to play on a team so many hours. So maybe if someone's actually graduated, they, they just apply for grad school and they get enough hours. Um, or maybe they go for a second degree. Um, but I think the education part is not as complicated as the um, the eligibility part that, you know, if you're a senior and say you're a big senior, you want to go to the NBA draft. I mean, you didn't get to complete your season. It could be a situation where you could have won a national championship and your season's over for a lot of those people that uh, aren't going to go to the NBA or may not have a career afterwards. They get that senior year back. So they get to come back and play, which is great. But um just all the funds that these tournaments provide locally, regionally, nationally, how much the, the how much the TV is going to be affected, like not having a national championship. The Masters is is off. The TV people are going to lose billions of dollars from this. And I know we don't think about that, and it's safety is the utmost importance. But this is going to really have a riptide effect on us for a long time coming in different areas. Yeah, and 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 this is the things that I understand putting it off two, three weeks. Right. And, and seeing where we're at and seeing, you know, the decisions we've made and all that kind of stuff. And if need be, you push it a little more. I mean, I don't... I agree. I don't see a problem with it. Here's the problem that I do see, though, is that, like I said, like a lot of these movies that are already done, Mm -hmm. um and and they're gonna put them out or or not put them out now but they're done and the only reason they're not putting them out 
I feel is because they're not going to have the box office numbers they need to make their money back. Uh, I agree with that. So you spend a hundred million dollars on a movie uh, and you don't want to put it out because you don't want to lose that money. Like the James Bond movie is out of the picture. Um, so do they get like insured on that and get their money back? Well, I don't know why they would. Cause the film's done. It's, yeah. it's in the can. It's ready to release. So I don't know how that works, but I would think they have some sort of insurance. Like this cost this much and it was going to make this much. I wonder if you can be insured, but you, there's no way you could do that with movies. You couldn't right. say it's going to make this much because some, it could go out and be a shit hit, right? fest and no one go yeah. watch it. That's a good point. You know, so you have a quiet place to, uh, and, and we'll kind of look at the article I right now. Like yeah. The, so let's, uh, let's take a look at this article. Oh, yeah. So, James Bond, Fast 9, Mulan, other movies. And it's saying it's going to cost them billions. Now, this comes from Screen Rant. And they say, Fast and Furious 9, Mulan, A Quiet Place 2, and other movie delays will lose Hollywood billions of dollars. With the ongoing outbreak of COVID-19 taking its toll globally, many large-scale measures regarding entertainment have been made. One of the major films to delay its release is the 25 excuse me, 25th installment of the James Bond franchise, No Time to Die. The film announced that it's putting off its initial April release until November, much to the dismay of fans who have also endured a lengthy road of the film's production. It was not long ago, however, before other films announced delays as well, with the likes of Fast and Furious 9, A Quiet Place 2, Disney's live-action Mulan, all become the latest victims of rescheduled release dates. Add this to the number of theater closures in the world. Now, here's the number. China closed 70,000 theaters to the public. Jeez. As well as production pauses on films such as Mission Impossible 7, Marvel's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, and they announced today that... Uh, give me just a second. That um, they paused... Uh, the new Batman movie for two weeks because they want to see what's going on. Hmm. So in fact, things as they currently stand, this uncertainty of the viral pandemic is causing has already had a major financial impact on Hollywood. And as the disease peaks in China yet continues to grow in Europe and North America, Hollywood studios are bracing for huge financial losses. According to a report from THR, the current financial cost on the global box office as a result of the coronavirus stands at $7 billion right now. If the disease continues to be a threat to the general public over the remainder of March as well as April and May, another $10 billion could be added to the current number. So in total, $17 billion stands to be lost within the next two and a half months. And beyond that, the hit to Hollywood will only continue to grow. Wow. Aside from revenue lost during the box office closures, release date delays, the franchise production pauses, and Hollywood is also facing a significant issue with its TV industry. A huge number of productions have already been shut down, though some remain resolute and have made questionable decisions to soldier on. However, it is the big film productions that will have a really profound effect on Hollywood's profit margin. China has battled the virus for two and a half months now, and since first acknowledging its existence on December 31st, though infections in the East Asian nation continue, the numbers have dropped astronomically from what they 
were even a month earlier. This offers mm -hmm. hope not only to the health of the citizens globally, but also for the entertainment industry. If the virus timeline can be mapped to a roughly three-month span, then it should be business as usual for Hollywood by the crucial summer movie seasons, which is what you were saying. At the same time, with countries like the U.S. arguably yet to experience the full impact of the pandemic, and mapping out an exact timeline is left to conjecture at best. So this is once again where we talk about, I understand when they close down things that are happening right now because they're not sure, but we're talking months out now. We're taking yeah, like so movies that were going to come out in April, put them out in November, and it's strictly because the, the box office sales aren't going to be there. So what they need to do is pay attention to these little companies like Cinestate that is a Dallas movie company that makes great movies. And if you're not going to put them out in the theater, that's fine. Put them on video on demand and just charge a, a bigger amount for them. Exactly. Instead, yeah. of, instead of charging $20 to get it on video on demand, charge $40. Yeah. Where you get, yeah. the, you'll get the, the DVD, you'll get the digital copy and mm -hmm. you'll get to see the movie when it comes out. No, I think I was thinking like, I, w I wonder how, in know, odd way, this is almost reinforcing like Netflix and Amazon Prime. Like, hey, that might be the way to go and make movies because you can still get those. And the movie experience, you're a movie guy. I love the movie experience still. I'll always I don't really like it that much anymore. No, you're years. not? Mm -mm. I think if you go to the right place, I still love the experience and, and it brings back, it's nostalgic for me, uh, probably more than anything. Um, of course, I like the, the places that you can order food and have the amazing chairs and, you know, all those, you know, kind of spoiled. But I, I think this also talks to love the litigious society we live in today, um, you know, where everyone likes to see everybody. I think a lot of reasons these businesses are closing down and they're, it, it's because they're afraid to get sued. Oh, you didn't shut it down and we came and it's your fault. That has a lot to do with the closings probably some of the theaters, they don't want to be liable for staying open when maybe some other ones are. There's a lot of fear of a different fear of, oh, we're going to get sued. Someone's going to hold us. So I think that even plays into it a lot. And I think it would play into a lot with movies. And if you really were a conspiracy theorist, um, Hollywood is mostly on the far left. I'm not sure who released it. Was it the Democrats or the Republicans? Oh, you know, it's a good, maybe Trump has some cards up his sleeve and he's uh, hitting Hollywood. I don't know. Crazy. Just random. But what do you think? Is that possible? You know, I don't know. I, I want to go back to something real quick, though. I, 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 no, no, no. I, I want to stay on this, but I want to go back to something real quick. Um, I, and something that I didn't think about when we were talking about colleges or schools or anything Think about my, my wife put on there that um, what about the seniors that this is their last chance to kind of shine in a sports to get a scholarship to college? Absolutely. Baseball. And, this is baseball season. You know, high school baseball is just ramping up. Yeah. And, well, not ramping up anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a shame. Uh, that, that, I think she's exactly right. You know, uh, that, now, you know now being, that's a great, now, that's a, actually a great angle to look at it. Now, being someone that played in college, do you think that that really will affect somebody? Yes. It will okay. affect those late bloomers. Um, those people that 
you know, could be, oh, they're, they're Division One material or they're Division Two. Right on the bubble. A, maybe they've grown a lot and they've gotten so strong and they've, they've, they're in a place where they, they can probably get recruited by a top-level top college. Uh, or maybe they were – you know what's really – if they were injured their junior year and they were highly recruited – and they didn't put a junior year, and they were senior year was how they were going to be recruited. Those athletes are the ones that are really screwed because they have nothing. They don't. No one knows how they did or how they're going to be. I think those athletes, and that happens a lot. Someone's torn their knee, someone's broken an ankle, they can't play, and then they come back their senior season, um, and that's a tra- That that really is tragic. Absolutely. Well, I I think that. Uh, I- Someone just put on there that uh, they've canceled the College World Series already. Damn, that's a that's a good ways out still. Yeah, well, yeah. so you know, going back to the movies and sports and things like that. So there is an XFL game. You know, I watch the XFL every weekend. Mm-hmm. There's an XFL game tomorrow, Seattle and LA. They're still playing it. The stadium is empty. They are playing it. It is on TV, but the stadium's empty. Okay. Um, not sure how I feel about that. The people playing, I, I don't know if they're able to get tests before they play. Not sure. I know the tests are expensive. And then also, too, there's a shortage of tests. So why do these people get tested? You know, there's a whole other can of worms you can open. But – that is peculiar. Uh, TV contracts, like we were talking about, maybe have, but the players. I mean, you're you're bleeding and breathing and sweating all over people. In in the in your trap, you've already traveled all over the country playing football. And who knows if you had all fifty and you traveled to Europe and back? I, I don't know about that. Uh, I well, appreciate the, UFC, the lack of panic, but the UFC fight tonight uh, had an empty arena. It was on TV. You could get the pay per view, but it was an empty arena. Well, you know what's kind of cool though. That's like real fighting, right? Like you're not out there for the thing. You're you're just it's just you and him, literally, and the referee. Let's go. Kind of cool. I appreciate them still doing it. But here's the thing: someone had said to me, and I thought it was pretty smart. um, Maybe we need to do these things where we have the empty stadium, but it's still on TV to keep people interested. The XFL is in its infancy. Uh, You know, that's a great point, and and. Vince McMahon came from a entertainment knowing how to use TV for his wrestling and stuff. I, I think yeah, that's a great point, actually. Yeah. Well, and but here's the thing. And 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 I'll use this show. We don't have very many people that watch it or listen to it now. Yet. Well, yet. And that's my point that I'm getting to. It's kind of in its infancy. So it, until people mm-hmm. start learning about it. And that's where the XFL, and that's where a lot of this stuff is. And when you're talking about either high school sports, college sports, movies, anything like that, if people don't have a lot of knowledge about the the movies that are coming out and stuff, if people don't pay attention to that, like right. I pay attention to stuff like that, but but if you don't pay attention to that or you you don't know really anything about it, it's just going to go by you. And yeah. you're going to lose those people because they're going to lose interest quickly. Uh-huh. If, if they're not interested in that, they're going to lose interest quickly. People that watch the XFL are going to try and watch the XFL however yeah. they can. But if, if they were right on the bubble of whether they were going to watch it or not, 
They're just not going to watch. I actually think this could be a huge jump in viewerships for them. People are going to be home. People are going to go, oh, crap, I'm home. Might as well watch some football. I'll, I will actually think this will be – I bet you they get a – I don't know how many different – a million more viewers this weekend maybe from, from people staying home. Okay. All right. Well, I, we'll we'll find out tomorrow. I mean, yeah, well, Seattle and LA. So, you know, and and that's this whole thing about about the movies. I'm a little disappointed in the movies because I think that there are so many, like you were talking about earlier. There's so many ways to get not only your message. I mean, look at us. We're two fucking dum dums, and we <laughs> and we have a show that that is broadcast all over the world as long as you're looking at facebook or youtube or whatever right yeah. i mean yeah. we're dum dums and we get out there the the there's just so many ways that i think that this is once again going back to that sensationalizing thing there's so many ways that they could get those movies out and yeah they're probably not going to make as much as they were or whatever but they can still get out there, entertain the people through this time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's, no, we can't do it. We can't, we're, well, we're just going to push all this stuff back. So maybe, maybe what you, what they do is they need to come out with a rollout plan that for some reason, if it doesn't get on the big screen, it can get out in the masses of uh, Netflix or some sort of other streaming service. Just put it on VOD where you can just okay, rent it right? on like Voodoo. Yeah. Yep. Pay for it as you go. Yeah. If you want to, you want to see it, pay for it. If you don't, uh, and then you're right. Um, they charge a little bit more than maybe the normal programming because they got to make up what they might have lost. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to see it, I would pay it, especially if you're home a lot. I mean, entertainment. Um, you know, that's the thing is we go to movies for so many things, right? Go to movies when you're stressed out, when you want to get away, when you want to see a cool movie, when you want to get out of the world for a couple of hours in What's crazy is we're not able to do that right now. And that's where I think movies still play the biggest role is you get to let go of everything else and be locked in for a little while. And we don't have that release. It's a shame, really, to be quite honest. Well, and, and quite honestly, a lot of these movies are huge movies. Like, right. they're, they're giant franchises. So what's the one with Vin Diesel? Which one I'm called? That's Fast and the Furious. Now, they so pushed that one back. One. Like Bloodshot. Oh, Bloodshot. Yeah, that one just came out. That that one's already out in theaters. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't. I haven't heard whether it's doing good or bad. I have talked to some people that that do like comics, and they uh-huh. said it looks awful. Really? Yeah. Oh, snaps. So, uh, I I don't know, but the Fast and Furious Nine so far has pushed back a year, which I don't give a shit because. Yeah, right. We, we, we reviewed it a little bit about, you know, they were in, in the categories with some of the stuff we reviewed already. And Yeah, um, I, I don't care about that. But there were movies that I was really looking forward to. A Quiet Place 2. I was looking forward to the new James Bond movie. And that, a lot of these yep. are getting pushed back. And I was looking forward to them. So what's the guy at Quiet Place 2? Is John Krasinski? Krasinski? Yeah, I like him a lot. I, I do really too. Do. I like him a lot. Um, and that's his wife. He plays his, his wife in real life. That yeah. Emily that Blunt. Right. Yeah. Hey, let me plug in. I got to plug in my battery to my laptop real quick. Give me okay. one second. All right. I know people are going to miss me. Just give me one second. Okay. Play some Jeopardy music. <laughs> <laughs> 
So our, our boy Jeff, he, he he seemed like he uh, the Arnold Classic Jeff Hunt who does the podcast. He seems like uh, he didn't get his time or stuff where he wanted, but it seems like he's still had a great time. Yeah, he's uh, he's a little stressed out right now because he does a sports podcast and there are oh, no yeah. sports to report on. No, that's shit. You're right. So I think this thing is really. I don't know if it's gonna. You think it's gonna put some people out of jobs? And nah. no, no, neither. All right, so let's look at our uh, next story. So speaking of movies and the different things that we uh, talked about, about movies not releasing in theaters, um, movies not being necessarily known, I, I wanted to talk about this one. And this is on Netflix. And this is Kingdom Season 2. And let me start off by saying, first off, Kingdom Season 1 was phenomenal. Uh, I didn't watch it yet. So what it is, is it is, I got to kind of set it up and it sounds stupid when I set it up, but I promise you it's not. So it is a zombie TV series set up in feudal Korea. So it, all they have is martial arts, swords, things like that to fight off this zombie uh, outbreak that's going on. Um, It is, the first season was absolutely spectacular. Uh, they have just released on Friday season two. So I wanted to show the trailer to it and then kind of talk about it and show yeah. that there's not movies coming out in theaters right now. And a lot of the big ones, but there are definitely things that you should stay home and watch, whether that be movies, TV series, whatever. They're definitely putting out some good ones. And they're putting out a couple stinkers that I'll talk about that I watched while I was right. on vacation. So let's get into this real quick. Kingdom Two. 하늘이 이 나라의 언덕을 내리지 않아. 이 어찌 참담하지 아니한가? 반드시 막아야만 한다.
둘중 하나는 죽어야 합니다. There's not a ton to read. It's not paragraphs that you're reading. It's when they're talking to each other. It's very short sentences. Uh -huh. And you can still, what is great about this one is you can watch the action and you can read the storyline as they're saying it. Because I tried it with the English dub and it's awful. It, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't match up right. It just doesn't look right. So I, I watch actually a lot of programs, uh, English TV shows, movies, whatever. And I keep the uh, i do closed caption i keep the english subtitles on i guess and um especially because the way our living room is uh it kind of butts up to our our bedroom our master so my wife's trying to get sleep and go to bed early i gotta be quiet so i've gotten accustomed to you know having the volume down and and look at the subtitles i could easily watch this no problem yeah i'm telling you uh it 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 starts out when you watch like the first episode second episode of the first season okay it's a little slow kind of building the story but it but it has to do that and and you'll understand why i say that whenever you actually watch it but it has to do that to build these characters up but once it gets going it is what time period is this supposed to be so, so it's like i want to say like feudal time so i guess if okay. you were to compare it to like other places in the world at the time, it would be like feudal Japan with the samurais and okay and things like. But but it's Korean, um, and and it tells a story of there is a king who has taken like a, a young bride. Um, she has you saw her in that trailer. She has you know motives that aren't good. Uh, it starts out with showing that the king has been infected with something. His son has been kicked out of the empire as a traitor, uh, and he's kind of traveling around. So it's got multiple storylines. It's got the storyline of the girl that the king married. It's got the actual king. It's got the prince and how he will come back and take over to reclaim his throne. It's got martial arts in it. It's got sword fighting. It's got zombies. It, I love it that. Love it. So is this, was that... Uh that uh lady that that was playing the role of i guess the uh the one in charge she looks like she was the same one it was like crouching tiger hidden dragon no movie. that 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 girl's name is ya jiang and she's she's not in this um she just rolled off your tongue like it's yeah. nature uh she i think she is actually chinese um these are all korean actors um and I cannot say enough. I mean, like you will watch this show and go from one episode to the next without stop. It, it is that good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go check it out, and I'm gonna have to go watch an episode tonight. It, it. Um, it, and and I was so excited that they released because they had talked about releasing this season before. 
uh, when because the season number one did so well that they almost mm-hmm. immediately after the season one they they said that they were going to release season two but they didn't really kind of give any dates or anything like that and then all of a sudden it popped up on Netflix that hey we're releasing this on Friday and oh you like zombie movies I I do like zombie movies but but I have to say and and that's the thing about this and and that's what I kind of point out about this is it's it's not about there's a lot of things that would turn a lot of people off about this when you look at it if you look at it and people don't like scary movies or don't like zombie movies right so that would turn them off people that don't like reading subtitles that would turn them off i'm telling you neither one of those things has it like really this is almost the korean walking dead where it's not okay. even about it's not even about the zombies it's about what people will do to survive Mm -hmm. and the the great thing about this one that makes it different than the walking dead is is that this is a class system so you see what the people that are running the country will do to the people that are just peasants in the country what they will do to survive and sometimes how it backfires sometimes how it works i'm telling you this is a phenomenal show Okay, I'm I'm sold, man. That's a great review, actually. Yeah, so uh, it it is great. Now, none of the actors in it, and I watch a lot of uh, Korean films and and uh-huh. things like that. I'm not sure who any of the actors are, but it is acted perf- perfectly. Um, the photography or the it, it looked like it was a really good picture, and the way they filmed it was really clean. Um, and I'm sure they used the latest and greatest, uh, you know, cameras and, and, and all that. But it looks really good. looks very gory and detailed. And I like that in a zombie movie. And, and like I said, what, what was great about season one, and I haven't started season two yet because I've been um, right. kind of trying to get back home and stuff like that. And I'll probably start it tonight. Season one, like I said, kind of starts out slow and it ramps up and it ramps up and every episode adds and adds and adds and by the end it is like full on well but it's bananas by the end the the story so i I wanted to you know in this time where we are talking about pandemics and things like that i understand zombies aren't necessarily pandemic but (laughs) if you're in isolation from covid uh, this is something that you can watch and it's got two seasons. You'll burn through it. Uh, you'll want to watch episode after episode, especially if you're stuck at home. Like I said, the only thing you have to worry about is if you don't like reading subtitles, but I'm telling you in watching this, you'll want to watch the subtitles, not listen to the English dub. It, it, it yeah. is way better. That sounds good. That, that's a great review. Now, on the opposite note, I watched the Spencer Confidential while I was on vacation. Spencer, and that is, oh, I, I think I might have caught some of that. Which, that is the new oh, Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, not and, good. And it is flaming hot garbage. Not, you know what? I couldn't finish it, and I started it twice. Yeah, it was absolutely awful. And you know what I've come to the decision of? What? Mark Wahlberg's not that great of an actor. He's not... As he, sad as he, that is to say. I like him. He was great in Ted. He's played some good roles. And you know what? His pronounced angry brow, you know, girls, whoever likes that. And he did get ripped back in his 
famous 4 a.m. workout. He looks like he's ripped up and all that good stuff. I could give it two shits less. But I thought he mailed this one in for money almost or something. It was. I thought this one was absolutely awful. He mailed it in. And uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't genuine acting, and, and it, it, yeah, there was something amiss with this big time. Even even the dog scene where the dog grabs him, and it, I, I thought it was real poor acting, and I don't think the direction on this was good. I agree with you. I think it was a terrible movie. Haven't seen the end of it yet. Haven't gotten halfway through oh, it. You're not missing anything. Okay. And I was, I was, I will say, I was super excited about this one coming out. Yeah, he's been good in some of the comedic roles he's been in. You know, I, I think um, the other guys is absolutely hilarious. Yes, it is. Will Ferrell and him are they 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 feed off each other pretty well. You kind of got yeah, they're they're great together. But you know, when this one came out, I thought, okay, I'll watch it. So one night when everyone was in bed, I thought, all right, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have probably been more disappointed. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I, I'm in total agreement with you. And, and I'm, I guess I would say I was, I'm, I'm prone Mark Wahlberg. And this one just wasn't, who was. The other I, I think at this point though, that he has more flops than he does. Is he turned into a, uh, kind of the new. Um, Don't say Nick Cage. Yes, I was going to say Nick Cage. No, no, he is definitely not Nick Cage. Is it that bad yet? No. Hey, Nick Cage had a good movie recently that I really liked with him and um oh gosh, he's in the Matrix, he's in the John Wick. Uh, Keanu Reeves? No. His Lawrence Fishburne? Yes. He did a movie with Lawrence Fishburne. It was oh, what was it? Um, we can look it up. It was very good. It well, was you know what? We can take a look at the trailer for it, right? It was now. a surprisingly he played the per- – it was the perfect role for him. Well, you keep talking about it, and I will bring it up. So, he's a drug dealer and, or drug – he's high in the cartel, and Lawrence Fishburne is his buddy, and it's kind of – he's been called in. He, he's a chef. He's been called in to kind of handle the business because somebody's, somebody's skimming and somebody's mixing their stuff with other stuff like cheddar – and, Running uh, with the devil? Yes, that's it. All right. Well, let's look at this trailer that comes from... Highly uh, recommended. Okay. Well, you don't really ever highly recommend movies, so... No, this one, surprisingly good. Sur- All right. This one comes from Rapid Trailer. Let's take a look at it. profits, new markets, the whole shop. That's the second load now that's been light and overcut. I'm aware. This is your territory. Uh, responsibility. So Perry Pepper. Pepper. You got anything? It's not good. Double the task force. We gotta get this off the streets. 
Are you going somewhere? There are some administrative issues I have to attend to. Are you happy? It's a start. You coming on this next run with me? I cut you in on the end game. Cole. Cole Hauser. All right. You ready to go? Did you fix the problem? So you're a big time player now. It's a big boat you're rocking. As long as we've been fighting it, nothing has changed. Have you lost your mind? You have gambled. You have lost. It's over. Okay. And where can you find that? Where can you find that one? I believe Netflix. Okay. Now I have one more to show you. Now I'm going to full disclosure. I'm a huge, uh, Steven Seagal fan. I am too. He made seven movies last year and I saw them all. No shit. Oh yeah. That dude, he, he hits you in places you can't recover from. Uh, let me above the law. No, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. That was his another good one. He's like one of those who just lean back. All right, so if you are a Steven Seagal or a DMX fan, you will definitely be a fan of this. Yeah. So let me show it to you. This one comes from uh, let's let's find a good one here. That I know will get the whole trailer. All right, this comes from Cinedime, and let's take a look at the trailer. It's it looks uh, pretty good to me. What did you dead kid? He's the dirtiest cop I ever knew. Look, you're not a cop anymore. On your knees. The kid is in a lot of trouble. You sure about that? Don't say a mother word to me. Steven Seagal. Beyond the law. All right, it. I mean, it doesn't look that good, but. <laughs> but if you're a Steven Seagal fan, it does. I mean, the guy has. He's. He's a. Uh... He's aged, and he uses some coloring in his beard and hair. Man. And he's eating a one enchilada too much. Listen. But the guy's I'm, hands. Watch out. 
fast. Listen, I'm I'm not anyone to make fun of someone for their weight or anything, but I'm not either, dude. That guy weighs like 300 pounds now, and he's got this movie that he made last year or the year before last called Sniper Special Ops. Bro, he weighs at least 300 pounds in one. Really? Oh yeah. And he's Is supposed he still to be like. Just standing there and not moving anywhere, just his arms and hands. That's exactly what he's doing. Like he's too tired. With his shirt off, throw over his head, choke him to death with it. No, he does not do that. But at one point, he turns and he's got to weigh 300 pounds. And he's supposed to be like a special ops sniper. Not possible. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, uh, he's, he's like bulldozing trees down when he's moving through trying to snipe on somebody. So, that is our movie reviews for tonight and what you should check out while you're in isolation from COVID. I so. I want to talk about a couple other things. This came up in the New York Post, and an Illinois mayor can ban booze and guns under Coronavirus Emergency Act. Bad idea. The Second Amendment be damned. At least an Illinois mayor seems to think so. In an executive order, Champaign Mayor Deborah Frank Finan declared a coronavirus emergency. Not one case yet in the city of 87,500 and included ordinances that let her ban the sale of firearms and ammunition as well as booze. None of the options will be necessarily, excuse me, none of the options will necessarily be implemented but are available in order to protect the welfare and safety of our community if needed city communications manager jeff hamilton told local nbc affiliate wand tv that's Wan tv fine and let it be known that she is in charge so many of those powers i have had from the beginning fine and told wand tv All we have done is enumerate them, and now the public is aware of them. So I am the liquor commissioner. I can shut down bars yesterday. I could have shut them down two years ago. Nothing has changed with respect to that. It is just that we have laid it out so people are aware of that. In respect to the other items that are listed in the attachment, they have been listed in the city code for 15 years. All right. Hot take. I was looking up how far Champaign was from Chicago. How far? Two hours. And the reason is because, you know, maybe this is good. They've got a gun problem there anyway, or people are shooting each other by the tail. The amount of people getting killed every day in Chicago definitely outweighs coronavirus, does it not? I think this goes back to, though, what we talked about where when we overlook this whole th- – not overlook. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where we – overestimate what we should do for this okay i I think that's a valid point on this you're gonna cancel booze ammunition come on i mean first of all you know what's funny is i saw someone on social media post everyone's freaking out about toilet paper i look at the ammo section and it's it's all there and i giggle you know um a little sense of humor but maybe this is a chance for them to uh, (laughs) limit the crime and, and, and the people just killing each other and drink, you know, the whole deal. I don't think that's the case. I don't know. Why would they do that? I mean, don't be in booze. That might be the, <laughs> but, the saving grace for too many people. But more of that, 
more than that to me is this is someone who is just showing power. Yep. At a, at a time, power. at a time that it's not necessary, worry about the safety of your city because it said in there that not one person in 87,500 people had been, had shown yeah. signs or tested positive or anything like that. Yet you make it a point to have a media briefing about, well, I can ban guns, ammunition, and booze. I can shut down all the bars. And Did stuff. they actually? I, do I don't this understand or they what just say the. They could? Say that again. Did they actually do this or just say they? Could? No, they just said, and, and and she went further in saying that I've always been able to do this. I'm just telling you that I'm in charge of this city, and she says it in there that I'm in charge of this city, and she says that. I'll do whatever is necessary. I've had these powers the whole time I've been mayor. I've never used them, but I'm in a, in essence putting you on notice that I can do these things. So this wasn't okay. This wasn't just, she used the coronavirus as her own platform and say, I, I've got the biggest dong in, in the, this city and um, I mean, notice because like, I can do this anytime. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like unnecessary things because at no point in that article or the story did they ever mention that 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 was a problem, like that ammo and guns and booze were flying off the shelf. This would actually incite more drama. Exactly, than, than and that's and that's what I'm saying. That goes back to what we were talking about. Of yes, we can reach out to millions of people now in all the areas of the globe. But sometimes just because we can do it doesn't necessarily mean we should do it. Yes. And especially the people that, you, you know, how, what, what is that game used to play where you told someone a secret and there's like 10 of you around the table. Telephone. So whatever. And by the time it gets to the per, other person, it, it's so discombobulated and screwed up. And it isn't even close to what the first person said. So it just 10 people times, you know, however many people we have in the world, that's a mess waiting to happen. Absolutely. But th this, to me, would incite anger. There seems like an internal power struggle. Something's going on in, inside that city that she's actually exposing, if anything. And now they're going to be under a microscope, which she may not be in power much longer, or they may not. I don't know if it was a she. Um, if they keep doing that, that's, that's not good. Yeah, it, it, it seems like a pointless i guess you'd say brag or flex on people that you can do that why if if you're saying that times are already bad which is what she's pretty much saying in that article you know hey times are getting bad we need to watch out for the safety why bring undue i don't know if it's necessarily stress you know, guns, ammunition, and booze. I don't know. People if stress some people out. Yeah. I, I, and I get that. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't know if it's necessarily you bring stress to the situation, but why bring undue attention on yourself, on your city? That, that's hey, what doesn't headlines, make any baby. sense. Give us attention. We're a little Champaign, Illinois. If I'm not mistaken, um, University of Illinois is in Champaign. Um, give us attention. We need attention. Yep. That's all it's about. And, and, and that's where, once again, where we, we slide off track with this thing. So that said, if, if you go to the store and you have to choose one liquor 
or there's only one liquor left, what are you choosing? Probably vodka. Of course you are. I knew you were going to say that. I would probably choose the same. Uh, you sure you wouldn't take a nice cab solve? Cab solve. Cab solve. I'm actually drinking. Hey, hey, dad's a drink. I'm drinking a William Hill. He is a Sauvignon Blanc. North Coast, and this was made in Heldsburg, California, which is really close to where we stayed on our trip. So, isn't that part of your your? Look, it's empty. <laughs> you, did you drink that on the show? No. The <laughs> I did not. Okay. So. It, like I said, in, in all these stories that we talk about tonight, it just keeps going back and going back that. Okay. Public service. Now, Dustin, you're okay. educated. You are, well, mm. you're married to a nurse. Give us <laughs> no pressure. What do we do? We're, people are, we have millions of people listening, not, but we ironically, if by a million, we have said, you mean three right to now. To quote yes. you, we're barely, more popular than the flu or what what was your we're yeah we're we're barely more popular than the flu are we more popular if we were more popular than the coronavirus that would be something mm. Mm. i don't know uh i i think you said it best uh wash your hands don't be nasty and just kind of i don't be nasty so let me ask you uh, your work i mean you know People don't even know what you do, but your workplace, are you worried about going in your workplace? You work at a big building with a lot of people. No. Are you concerned at all? No. You're a stud. Coronavirus, you could probably just stiff arm that bitch. You go like, get back. I, I don't know about that, but no. I, Like I said, I, I think that this thing is, I think that it has to be watched. And I think that that there are definite things that need to be addressed on it, but to stop everything going on no people right. still gotta work people still gotta go out i get it if you're a healthy american in and you're in decent shape uh you'd be responsible do the precautionary thing but go run your errands go do your stuff um i was supposed to go to a chris stapleton willie nelson concert tonight at the new globe life park and i'm very disappointed i didn't get to go but I'm also relieved I didn't have to make that decision because I really would have wanted to go. And that might not have been the most responsible decision to go. So they made it for me and I'm okay with that. All right. Uh oh. Let's talk about this next article that you sent me. Company offers $1,000 to watch 10 movies on St. Patrick's Day. Now, I want to start out by saying, first off, I don't care about a lot of these movies. So what I thought would be fun and what you sent me was we will tell our 10 movies that we would watch. Okay. A San Francisco career resource company is offering an unusual dream job of its own, getting paid a thousand dollars to spend St. Patrick's day watching Irish movies. Zipia announced on its website that it's seeking an a aspiring movie critic to spend St. Patrick's day watching 10 Irish movies. My Left Foot, The Crying Game, Far and Away, Circle of Friends, Hunger, The Departed, Leprechaun, Waking Ned Divine, 
Angela's Ashes, and The Wind That Shakes the Barley. Okay, let's stop there for just a second. One, Leprechaun, not an Irish movie. Hell no, that's a terrible movie. The Departed, the only reason that it would be an Irish movie is because it contains the Irish mob. Um, the other ones, they're a little closer to being actual Irish movies. But like I said before, I don't really care about a lot of those movies. So let's talk about it. We'll do okay. five movies. If you have to watch five movies because you're in isolation, give me your five movies you're watching. I had... Pull this up, and let's see. Oh gosh, I'm looking for my notes here. But okay. well, what was what was the movie? And and I don't have it up here. With Brad Pitt, and he was like an undercover. In gosh. Harrison Ford. Yes. The Devil's Own. The Devil's Own, great movie. The Irishman, maybe not an Irish movie. It's just now out. Add that to the list. That was a Irishman. horrible movie. You think so? Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't. I, I think I'm going to have to disagree. I think it was acceptable. Okay. Well, this is your list, not mine. Okay. 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 No pressure. So I'm going to go with. Oh gosh! Don't judge me for this. Okay. P.S. I love you. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. The uh, If you have to be quarantined and watch five movies, you're going to watch P.S. I love you? I actually cried with my wife for that. Oh, my God. All right, go you ahead. Don't judge me. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'm not judging you. Yeah, you are. Some people will. And you know what? Screw you people that judge. I'm a very sensitive. The crying game. That's another movie that you're going to watch? I'm a sensitive guy. You know this. I, I don't think that movie has anything to do with sensitivity. Once. The movie Once. I don't know what that is. Far and Away. Those are all movies off this list. I know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going. You know, I, I, I don't know. I thought this would be your, like, holy shit, I could watch it. I mean, where can you watch these online? Is that what it's saying to do? Yeah. But, so, but these are movies. Listen, listen, listen. If you're in isolation, these are the movies that you would watch. And they're supposed to be, are they supposed to be Irish movies, though? No, just. Any movies. Any movie. I'm looking up Irish-owned movies, bro. No. My lord, dude. Okay. Braveheart. Indiana Jones. All of them. Okay. You got to pick one of them. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Um, I'm watching Return of the Jedi. No, no. Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, I'm watching. If you want to go to 10, you can go to 10. Bull Durham. Four. Um, I'm going with Forrest Gump. Five. I'm going with, uh, the original Superman. Six. I'm going with, um, Saving Private Ryan. Seven. 
might take a lot of time. I'm going with uh, Jerry Maguire. Eight. I'm going with uh, um, let's go with uh, Goonies. Okay, nine. Let's go with E.T. And let's go with, to finish it off, let's go with well, this will be 11. Oh, is there already? Yeah, but okay, go well, ahead. You have it. Go ahead. No, no. The piece of resistance would All right. be. All right. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, okay. Uh, it's going to be um, Field of Dreams. Okay. Sports guy, you know. So here's mine. Creature from the Black Lagoon. You keep account. I'm going to go with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. See, you're che- you have all those great movies to, to give your mind a... No, no. Okay, I won't look at them. A wiggle. Swamp Thing? No. 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 Robocop? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The original Robocop. The original Robocop. So we're at three. Three. John Wick. Ooh, that's a pretty damn good choice. The original, right? Mm-hmm. The Matrix. Another good choice. Five. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Six. First Blood. Oh, seven. I like that. Commando. The Chinese guy was awesome. Commando. Commando. On a Swato Nightfall? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are we at? Seven? Seven. Eight? Seven. Seven. Um, let's see. It's hard. I'm I'm yeah, I'm coming to the end. Uh uh probably Hell House LLC. It's a found footage film. It's it's very, what does very that good. mean? It, it it's like um, it's a horror movie, but it's like Blair Witch, but it's called Hell House LLC. Really? When was really, it released? Really, really good. Oh, probably eight or nine years ago. Okay, you're at eight. Um, Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. It's a 80s B movie. Okay, movie. that's nine. Let's see from my last one. One more. I would have to say Pretty in Pink. No. Breakfast Club. No. Captain America the Winter Soldier. Okay. That was a good one. So, the people listening, send us your top 10. Whoever has, well, I can't say that. Uh, send us your top 10. Whoever has what we think is the best top 10 list, we're going to do something for them. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, I've got uh, I got three months worth of Shutter. It's a horror movie site. There you go. 
give us give us some input. You may be the only one, you might win. Is that okay with you, Dustin? I'm okay with that. I was gonna say, um, yeah. I'm listening to you, go ahead. Yeah, give us your top 10. If it's legit, you know, we'll, 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 we'll judge that and provide accordingly. So let's look at one more topic before we end up tonight. Lomas. Televangelist <laughs> Jim Baker ordered by attorney general to stop selling fake cure for the coronavirus. What, what a, this is a great one. So let's look at this. This comes from deadline. Let's look at this video real quick. Three notes for the church on the coronavirus. And what, what do you think about the coronavirus? What, what is it? Uh, if what you is don't it know, that's Jim Baker with the bald head person. and the beard. Well, I think when we look at this book, The Great Influenza, I just want to leave today with these three thoughts because I think um, we're answering right now the three concerns that I see in this book. Number one, when you read this story, and I had a cousin who died in 1918 from the uh -oh. infected on a trolley car in New York City. Really? Um, three oh. things. Number one was a lack of preparation, particularly public preparation. Now, preparation is two levels, accurate knowledge and right tools. Mm -hmm. Number two, there was a lack of clear communication. And number three, there was a lack of a strategic recovery plan. See, and what we're talking about on this show today is the lack of preparation as far as public preparation. We're putting knowledge today in people's hands. That's right. We're also putting tools in people's hands. Yes. Secondly, we're trying to give clear communication right. as to the state of things, not causing people to fear, but to be on alert. And there's a difference between panicking and being on alert. Yes. You, mm -hmm. you can be on alert without panic to fear, but you, we need to be on high alert. That's right. Yes. This is high alert. And thirdly, most importantly, which maybe we'll talk about in another show, is the lack of a strategic recovery plan. What do you do, and even as Tucker Carlson just shared, what do you do when that many are infected? And this is going to go on for a couple of years, okay? So anyway, that's what I'm, I'm seeing. And I think the church, particularly this ministry right now, we need to be on high alert to say, let's counter those three things. And I think we're doing, I think, Jim, you're doing a great job, and this ministry is doing a great job to provide the solution that was missing in the great influence. Am I wrong when I say the church should be in the middle of any problem America has? We are the hope of the world. We are the solution to the deal. I'm okay with that statement. From a place of security and peace, informing us in the Jim middle Baker, of this tumult, okay we should be saying, uh, yeah. here's the proper communication. Here are, are, is the right knowledge to the best we understand it. And here's some tools. Here are some tools. We're talking about putting the, the, you know, the solution. We're, we're talking about the meals, we're ta the silver gel. We're talking about, again, going back to this book. I, I looked at it again last night and then today. The lack of preparation, and that's knowledge and tools. The lack of accurate communication and a strategic recovery plan. That's what I've taken out of this. And, I mean, I'm not old enough to have known that cousin, but I know that my cousin died. She was three years old on a trolley car in New York City, People coughing and Didn't hacking all around it were let go from a hospital, not properly treated. He died three days later. So, oh. so I'm reading I, some I of the article. This ministry right now, particularly everything we've mentioned today, is pointing hope and direction to those that hear what's going on. But yeah. we should be on high alert. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, that's 
part of this. That is just part. <laughs> the good so stuff so yet. let's let's read a little bit of the article. Whatever televangelist Jim Baker is selling, the New York Attorney General ain't buying. Lisa Landau, chief of of the Healthcare Bureau, gave the Jim Baker show 10 days to comply with a cease and desist letter that tells him to stop touting an alleged cure for the coronavirus. What a douche. The letter was sent Thursday to Baker's office and cited a February 12th episode of his show that claimed a silver solution sold on his website would be a preventative against the coronavirus. John Oliver covered the claim on his HBO last week tonight. And Baker was previously convicted of fraud and served time in federal prison related to his activities connected to his popular Praise the Lord Club show, a religious version of a mainstream talk show featuring Jim and wife. Everyone remembers Tammy Faye Baker. The couple later divorced in 1992 in the wake of the scandal that saw Baker uh, pay hush money to cover up an affair with church secretary Jessica Hahn. Everybody remembers this. But at one point in the 1980s, he was arguing... He was arguably arguably the most prominent televangelist in America. He now has a new show with his new wife. Now, just right off the bat, I don't understand how this guy is even has the ability to come on and sell anything. Well, you know, the scandal, I mean, he's been... He was actually convicted, like you mentioned, 70s and 80s, uh, a sex scandal that later spent several years in prison, and the jury found that he had defrauded his viewers out of millions of dollars. Yeah. So, been there, done that. Um, This is literally, so I used to sell chemicals, and people say, oh, you're a snake oil salesman. This guy is a snake oil salesman. I'm pounding on the desk again, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm emphasizing my point. I'm a Christian, not to get sidetracked on that. I, I'm a believer and I'm all about ch- church and, and, and Jesus and eight pound, three, four ounce baby Jesus, all that above. This is really, um, it really alarms me. I, 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 this is a bad face, a bad name, everything for the Christian, the church institutions. Um, this, I, I hope they take him to the cleaners. I don't know if he has any money to get out of them, but um, to, say, to say you have a cure for coronavirus, was it forty nine ninety nine a bottle? Yeah, let's um, let's take a look real quick. This yeah. is a Inside Edition, so I think they're going to show part of the commercial. Let's and do so, it. Yeah. It was only a matter of time before all sorts of so-called treatments connected with coronavirus would pop up. Even notorious televangelist Jim Baker is hawking one on television. But at least one group of medical experts is calling it a fraud. This is amazing. Is there a miracle treatment for coronavirus? Order silver now. This televangelist seems to suggest so. Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Show. Jim Baker, the notorious pastor who served five years in prison That's for fraud in the 1990s and was once married to the late Tammy Faye Baker, now back on the airwaves, making, well, surprising claims that this silver solution could be effective against the coronavirus. We've tested it. It works on just about everything. This influenza that is now circling the globe 
you're saying that silver solution would be effective. Well, let's say it hasn't been tested on this strain of the coronavirus, but it's been tested yeah. on other strains. Branson, Missouri. Virus <laughs> has been uh, able to eliminate it in 12 hours. So what do you think about... You went and bought some and you're going to sell it. No. This silver as a treatment. <laughs> It's an absolute outrage that they're pushing this product. There's no evidence for its effectiveness. They're exploiting people who are fearful about the virus. Stay away from the product. All you're doing is wasting your money. Mm -hmm. Dr. Lurie and other scientists have petitioned the FDA and the FTC to take swift action against Baker. The televangelists sure. had no response to our calls for comment. The woman who appears on the show with them tells us that her claims have been, quote, misrepresented. She says she never specifically stated that silver has been tested on the new strain of coronavirus. All right. So this being our last story tonight. Give me your take, back, bro. It goes back to the thing that I've been saying the whole night. Mass media is awesome that you can get out to every part of the world, mm -hmm. but then you get dickheads like this. Yep. To get out there and do this. And that's all that guy is a dickhead. I don't he know how awful. I don't know how anybody listens to that guy. It's you know what? Those people feed on desperation and desperate people that need need the prayer. <laughs> they need God more than anything. And they turn on their channel and they find this dude and he just sucks her life, literally sucks her life out. Yeah. And uh, he's going to hell. And it's just, um, I shouldn't say that. I feel like his soul's in jeopardy. How about that? <laughs> and um, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be him. But um, but let's talk about the, the big issue of this is that how, one, how this wasn't shut down like immediately. Uh, if there was a cure for coronavirus, which we've been talking about all night and all the different stories, it would be to the masses. Not if you watch the Jim Baker show. <laughs> How that's even fucking possible to be on TV and to be running right now makes absolutely no sense to me. They, they could have. I mean, I don't know if they can. I mean, it's on the internet still, but I, I don't know if it was a live show, if it was a recorded telecast. But what are they saying that it, it, it now probably violates uh, local, state, a, a lot of different avenues. Uh, and yeah, he's going to be in deep crap. And, uh, well, and the woman said on there, she said, it's been tested against all the other. It's, it's but not the coronavirus. But not the coronavirus. It's out. Well, who gives a shit then? Yeah. They might have missed her, literally her one second of, of that and caught everything else in uh it, it's he that really is a dick move it That's is such a dick move talk about the other lady that was the person that was power hungry the mayor this guy is beyond power hungry and uh <laughs> i don't know how they've the televangelist my wife has bad experience with some of this growing up and and i've seen it you have uh and even like, you know, not to point this out, but Joel Osteen, you know, he doesn't preach any of the revelations and something. And he's, you know, he's nothing but a motivational speaker not to get sidetracked. But these people that have the ability, they're so charismatic and they're so charming and they're talking about something that is so good in nature and using it for pure evil. Those people 
have a special place in hell with their name engraved. And, and I hate that. I really do. It, it's, it's bad. It's bad shit. But, the, but this is once again, what we've talked about all night and all the different stories. This preys on, I don't want to say the weak minded. Uh, it is. Yeah. But, but I would almost say this preys on the vulnerable. Vulnerable demographic people that, that need help more than anybody. Yeah. And this is once again, goes back to what we've said all night long about coronavirus wash your hands take care of yourself there's not a miracle cure out there there's not anything that's going to wipe this off immediately right everybody needs to let what happens happen these guys on infomercials and stuff listen it wouldn't be an infomercial if it was really a cure for it. I want to know, I'll have to look this up. I want to know how many of those damn things they sold and if they've recalled them, I'm going to have to do some investigative. Well, let me, uh, let me look it up. You, you tell me your thoughts on this. So they owe each individual their money back. I don't know the legalities of that, but that's what should occur. The guy should never be able to go on air again. And, um, we ought to be able to brand him with hot branders all over his body. For however many he sold, he should get a brand for that. A cattle, a cattle brand, a cattle prong. So um, I don't know if you know this, but each bottle is oh, going for $125. That's ludicrous. It says your show segment may mislead consumers as to the effectiveness of the silver solution product in protecting against the current outbreak, wrote Lisa. Landau, chief of the New York Attorney General's Office Healthcare Bureau. The World Health Organization has noted there is no specific medicine to prevent or treat this disease. The letter said it gave Baker 10 business days to comply or face legal action. A few days later, the New York's letter, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and the Federal Trade Commission warned Baker that his website and Facebook page were selling unapproved new drugs in violation of the law. The guys in deep, deep doo-doo, to say the least. Um, <laughs> poor Tammy Faye. That lady needs a new gig so bad. Well, she's not with him anymore. He's oh, got really? a new wife. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, damn that. But on another note, as I flip through my printed copies, in South Korea, there's a drive through for testing the coronavirus, it's fast and free. Well, they're they're starting to build those here, the drive-through really? uh, testing sites, yeah. And evidently, the early coronavirus testing has a lot of failures, which is not very good. Anyway. Well, this show tonight was a little Debbie Downer. We tried yes, to it make was. it a little fun. We tried to inject some comedy into the coronavirus because – Everyone's been talking about it. We tried to give you something else to, to focus on, some fun about it. Yeah. Um, but mainly the news is just keep your hands washed, keep safe, keep from getting infected, and let this thing play itself out. And here's the deal, Dustin. We're going to have a special show this next week. Oh, are we? We're going to have a special show. Okay. Um, 
I invite everyone to listen. Are we going to shoot for next Friday night? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. As long as the internet's not shut down. Right. And anyway, um, my producer was just interrupting me. Oh, um, okay. Uh, we're going to have a special show. We're going to, you know, people are going to have some downtime and we're about to shock them and give them pure entertainment they can't get going out anywhere else. This place is where you got to be. All right. That's a, that's a lot to promise. It's a big promise and we're going to do it by God. All right. That's what we're doing. All right. I'm, I'm talking with a guy that wants to come on and talk about all the different whiskeys and bourbons that are out there right that's now. That's what so. we should do too. Let, why not whiskey? Why not bourbon? Screw yeah. the coronavirus. There you go. Well, I think that's about all we have tonight. We went through pretty much all the articles. We, we've talked this uh, COVID-19 to death. Yeah, it's bananas. It's bonkers. So, guys, stay safe out there. Keep your hands washed. This is Dads That Drink. I'm DJ. That's Jeff. This has been our show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for paying. Paying attention. Excuse me, not paying. <laughs> I'm not going back to, to what Boom! you said. Thanks All for paying right. attention. And uh, make sure you share, like, subscribe to everything that we do. You can All join us on Doublespeak Studios on Facebook. You can watch us on YouTube if you want to watch the show. You can come on our group on Facebook to the Doublespeak Studios and watch the show. There's a bunch of different ways you can find us. If you don't have time to watch the show and you want to listen to us while you're driving in your car or on your run, you can find us on all your podcast websites. We're now on Anchor. We're on Apple uh, Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on a ton of different ones. Just go on there and take a look. Make sure, though, you leave us a comment and leave us a rating. We really Please appreciate do. doing this. And we'll catch you on the next one, guys. See you next week. Bye.